Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Joining us on the line now, Dr. Margaret Harris, spokesperson at the World Health Organization. Doctor, very good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon, and it's a pleasure to be with you. No, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, Doctor, as we are looking at fears for displaced Gazans as winter now approaches in the Northern Hemisphere and the fear of diseases spreading. Right now, what is the most pressing concern regarding Gaza from a health perspective? Well, it's a hard one. To, that's a hard one to answer. It's everything. Okay. But what right. the most pressing concern is that the hostility don't con- com- start again because already the system is 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 so damaged, it's so broken. Right. We've only got a third of hospitals partially functional, and in the north, um, there are three that are doing their very best to try to open some departments. There's a small maternity hospital that's providing 25 beds. There's um, Al Shifa hospitals that managed to open to to deal with people in kidney failure. But mm-hmm. one of the things we're particularly concerned about are the people who can't get anywhere to a hospital because they are crowded together in shelters. They are, right. There are no doctors, nurses, medical services in those shelters, and they're all get, developing diarrhea. Okay. They're developing respiratory illness. We're seeing kids particularly with severe diarrhea, and we're very, very concerned about the rise in those diseases. I take it now all as a result of the collapse of infrastructure now. We've got um, uh, viruses and, uh, shall we say, spores creeping into water supplies, being contaminated now, Doctor, on a more increasingly, on a well, increasingly basis. Yes. Indeed, and water supplies, you were right to raise the water supplies. They weren't functioning at all because there was no fuel getting into Gaza. That had been banned by the Israeli Defense Forces. Now, a little bit of fuel has been allowed back in, in during this period when the fighting has stopped. Right. And they have been able to recommence what are called the desalination plants, the ones that aren't so severely damaged. A okay. lot of them were damaged. So that's allowed some more water, but People are really lacking clean water. The other thing they're lacking is any kind of sanitation. You've got hundreds of people sharing right. one toilet, mm. thousands of people sharing one shower. And so people are getting terrible skin diseases apart from, as I said, the gastrointestinal diseases from, from, from the lack of facilities. Indeed. So, uh, from the World Health Organization's perspective, um, is there, is there, shall we say, a distinct concerted effort at least to, to ferry in supplies, uh, with the help of, say, for example, the United Nations or any other organizations on an emergency basis? <laughs> Indeed, and we are part of the United Nations, and and um, as as the United Nations, a lot all the lots of supplies have been brought in, including medical supplies. Right. But when I say lots, it's nothing compared with what we would normally bring in, um, and that would normally wow. come in daily into Gaza. Daily, they'd have five hundred trucks just bringing in standard supplies, and we have not been able to get any, anything like that in. It's a trickle, sure. but at least it's better than nothing. Indeed. Doctor, sorry, let's just uh, reflect back on something you mentioned earlier on regarding uh, Israeli, over, Israeli um, oversight of such supplies 
accessing uh, the, uh, accessing the strip. Um, so there, there's no sign of any letter from from their uh, from their point of view to uh, at least release more supplies and you know at least assist in getting infrastructure up and go, up and running in in any in any particular way at this at this point in time. Is there no sign of that, of that at the moment? There has been limited. They have let us bring a limited amount of fuel, for instance, which is something they were not letting happen before. Right. And that's why many of the hospitals had to stop because they simply had no fuel to run their generators. So they couldn't run their machinery. They didn't have any lights. They didn't have anything. Um, now, we have been al- allowed to deliver some fuel to uh, some of the hospitals, mm-hmm. and that's allowed us, uh, those hospitals, to continue functioning. So that's why I mentioned we, even in the north where things are very, very bad, the hospitals that were, had had to close are now starting to open the critical departments like maternity and right. kidney dialysis. Indeed. Uh, okay, so um, you did also mention uh, briefly earlier on uh, who's the most affected here, but but really, who who is taking the main brunt of the situation? Who's feeling the real sting of this deprivation of of humanitarian assistance in terms of uh, adults and children? Where are you really seeing the most oh, concern uh, there? I would say the children. I mean, for one thing, mm. six over 6,000 children have been killed. Uh, oh. But the children have no idea what's going on. They, they, they've been removed yeah. from their homes. Um, they've had bombs coming from the sky every day. They've been displaced. Many of them had to move four or five different times. We're now also seeing an increasing number of unaccompanied children. So these are children... Who've lost their families. They don't know if their parents are under the rubble. They may have been separated from them in the rush to get out of, sure. uh, you know, collapse. But again, then, and they have no one to look after them. Uh, and it's increasingly difficult because of the uh, massive overcrowding. The people who would normally be looking after them are struggling to even uh, account for all the the many children who right. who need to be cared for, but also the elderly. The other people we're really concerned mm-hmm. about are there are three hundred thousand people who have chronic conditions such as heart disease, such as diabetes, right. such as cancer. None of them are getting their treatment. The, oh those treatments are not happening. Those medications are difficult for those people to get, and many of them don't have their medications. Again, when your house is bombed. You, you 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 just get out. You don't actually go and get your heart medication or your or your or your indeed, insulin. Indeed, you know, that, indeed, uh, indeed, so many yeah. of them don't have what they need, and we haven't got the numbers, but we fear that we're going to see more and more deaths from chronic conditions just because people can't get the care they need. Doctor, we've just about run out of time. Thank you so much for joining us, and we certainly hope that uh, this war ends so soon. No one wants to see suffering like this and endurance that you've just outlined on our chat this afternoon, and we wish you and the World Health Organization all the best to try and at least bring some well, relief, relief and, uh, under, you know, like understanding to this whole situation that's going on at the moment. Dr. Margaret Harris, spokesperson at the World Health Organization.